Hi everyone, welcome, welcome, welcome to the Student Loan Doctor LLC podcast. This is your girl Sonia, aka the Student Loan Doctor. I am so excited this evening to be with you guys and to bring a new awesome topic that I think everyone will be excited um, and eager to hear and can relate to. So first, let's do some house basics. If you would like to learn more about the Student Loan Doctor LLC, you can visit www. .thestudentloandoctorllc.com. You can also visit us on our very active page on Instagram, The Student Loan Doctor LLC. You can also follow us on Facebook, The Student Loan Doctor LLC Facebook page. There are so many ways to engage us. So let's get right into it. I'm so excited to speak with you guys. So listen, this topic has been coming up that I want to talk about tonight for a while now, a couple times. And I think it's really, really important for us to discuss it because it impacts our everyday thoughts, lives, and credit. Credit is an issue and a concern that a lot of people have, and more so how to repair the credit or how to prevent your credit from suffering or taking a huge hit. So the question I've been getting a lot lately was, how do my student loans impact my credit? Great question. In particular, we know the basics. You don't pay, credit goes down. You pay, credit goes up. But in particular, the question came about help. Sonia, I have consolidated my student loans and now my credit has took a plunge. So what does that mean? What happened? So it's a great question. So what happens when your credit score plunges after you consolidate um, it's because it's a hard trigger and a hard inquiry into your credit. So it's just like if you were to apply for a credit card um, or if you were to submit a rental application, um, it's a hard inquiry. So off the bat right there, points are leaving uh, your, your credit history. So the next thing is, what you want to remember is when you're consolidating, let's talk about that in particular, you are closing most times a couple accounts, sometimes even a lot of accounts, and you're opening two huge accounts. So your shift on your report is closing and opening. That's a lot of interaction at one given period. And so yes, your credit will take a suffer. The good news is um, most times it should rebound within a couple of years, maybe one to two years in terms of getting your full points back. Um, so it's not going to be drastic as a seven-year wait. But initially, when people consolidate, especially if they have a lot of student loan debt and comparative to their income, this can be really, really drastic for some. Now, the good news is, the good news is um, you do have some options in terms of repayment that will allow your credit to go up. So a lower monthly payment can make it easier for you to pay on time. And so Equifax really gave a good, a good, a good awakening um, and some insight into how this works. So let's back up for a second. You must know, and we'll use Equifax because a lot of lenders use Equifax. We're going to talk about them for it this podcast. Equifax takes an account of 35% of your total score on payment history. So the good news is if you do go into repayment and you pay in a very timely and a good manner, um, that's a great, it's a great thing because it's 35% of 
of your total repayment. Now, you're like, so what does that really mean for me in terms of getting my score improved? Great question. A lower monthly payment can make it easier for you to pay on time. Sounds really, really sophomoric, but when I meet with clients and we go through different repayment options, at the end of each meeting, I ask you a question. The question I ask is, does this seem feasible? Is this something you think you can do? Don't say for me you can do it and then you have a struggle. Know for yourself that you're able to do it because a study show to statistics show, if you're in a plan that's feasible, you are more likely to stay in that plan and pay your loans off. Also, something you should remember when we talk about student loans and debt and credit is that student loans are often seen as good debt. And so your, your lenders that you're applying to often view student loan as an investment, an investment debt to help um, grow your value in the marketplace in terms of jobs and a career. So this helps you again in terms of rating and ratio. Now, I will say, though, within recent changes, and then we talked about this on another podcast, that your debt-to-income ratio is now being considered inclusive of student loan debt, whereas before, this was not. So you do want to keep that in mind, but overall, it's still seen as good debt. The other thing is Equifax and other lenders alike, or other credit monitoring agencies, I should say, not lenders, are taking an account that you have different types of credit lines. And what I mean by that is your student loan is considered an installment loan versus revolving credit. It's a solid loan state that's being paid down. Revolving credit is more so like a credit card. This makes up 15% of your Equifax credit score. Okay, so these are important numbers to know because when we think about on-time payments, when we think about what type of credit line is this, this all impacts percentage-wise the improvement or the decrease of points in your credit. Something to consider. A lot of times, clients will say, consolidate me, put me in consolidation, let's wrap this thing up. Absolutely a feasible idea if it's cost effective for you. But I always put the disclaimer out there. Please, please, please remember (laughs) that your consolidation can cause you to have more student loan debt. So something to remember and something to consider. Now, you know I'm a fan of keeping our podcast under 15 minutes. But I want to switch gears because something came up. I thought was really interesting and I mean it just really got under my skin (laughs) so let me share here's the thing guys when you think about your college program I'm going to take this from two angles let's say you want to go back for your master's let's say you want to pursue a program for the first time and you're listening to this podcast shout out to you for being proactive Or let's say you're a parent and you're listening and you're helping your child get prepared in terms of college and the choices they should make. I always tell clients.
clients if they can get to me first beforehand. Do not select a program or a field that does not pay over the amount of what you borrow in a student loan. Example, you want to go to a college that's total $60,000, your earning potential is thirty. The numbers are not aligned. Keep that in mind when you're going back to pursue other degrees and other options. Parents in particular have it very tough because, see, we know that college is an emotional decision. It's somewhere that you thought of for a while if you're thinking about college. The location, the people, the food, the sororities, the fraternities. Shout out to Delta Sigma Theta Sorority Incorporated. I had to put that plug in there. But I tell you this because I would rather parents to make some some good financial decisions, help their child make some good financial decisions, say, hey, Billy, let's do some math together. <laughs> if you go to this school, this is what your debt will look like when you graduate. If you go to this school, this is what your debt will look like if you graduate. And what's the feasible number? I don't think that we're having that conversation enough. I really, really don't. Across the board, black, white, Chinese, Hispanic, we are not having that conversation enough. America is driven by emotional decisions when it comes to finances. I'm saying this to say, if you are influencing someone's life that's about to make a big financial undertaking when it comes to using a student loan, Please have that conversation with them or have them listen to this podcast. Share it with a friend. But more importantly, what I think we have to remember and recall is that our government, yes, gives us permissive will to use loans to pay for education. But let's not forget this is a business. And interest does accrue. And depending on the administration at the time will depend on the interest rate in which the bar has been set for repayment. So I want that to be something that we keep in mind in the next couple of years as we don't know what this presidency will turn out to look like. But these things are impacted. The Pell Grant is impacted. The loan interest rate, the borrowing amount is impacted by upcoming administrations. So it's really, really important to know this information, to understand this information, to create a good, comprehensive plan. Planning is the key word out of all of this right now. Planning is the key word. So lastly, I'll switch gears to my last topic, which is about being in default. And so I've struggled with this one because um, no matter your, your financial status, it is very possible to be in default because it's not something you're thinking about tackling. And I'm going to challenge the notion and say that if you're in default, create a plan and get out. Because there is life to be lived, there are things that need to be done, 
And that, we talk about credit. We didn't even talk about defaulting credit. But that impacts your credit so, so, so much. It impacts the ability to get a job, a government job, defaulted loans, no way. So I want you to think about this as we think about do we discuss and figure out a plan of repayment or do we ignore, go to voicemail and go into default? Oh, oh wait, there, there we go. Now someone's tapping our check, coming into our check for that dollar amount that they were requesting for you to pay. And it's happening at a much quicker speed than before in terms of going into uh, checks automatically for uh, payment. So I say all this to say, if you would like to meet and speak one-on-one about your student loan concerns, you may schedule an appointment with me by visiting the student loan doctor LLC.com. And doctor is spelled all the way out. Click book an appointment, we'll do a consultation together, and then we will meet and create a plan for you. I work with customers nationwide. If you're in the Philadelphia area, you do have the option of meeting with me in person. But if you're not, it's okay, unless you're willing to travel. Um, We can definitely meet via phone or Skype. Because loans are everywhere within the beautiful United States of America. And so this business has to be able, has to be able to be able to reach and connect others across the United States. So guys, I'm going to wrap up this podcast and say thank you so much for tuning in, staying connected, being on board. With your girl, Sonia, a.k.a. The Student Loan Doctor. I appreciate you so much. I appreciate the support. I'm now going to be pushy and say, leave a review. Let me know your thoughts and what you're thinking. And some topics even that you want to hear and you want to know about. Again, I keep these podcasts 15 minutes or less to get in your world, give you some information, give you some hope and empowerment, and get out your world so that you can go on with your day. No, student loans are not the end-all, be-all, but it is a big part of our lives, and it's a conversation that we must continue to have. I love you guys much, and I appreciate you, and I look forward to connecting with you all very, very soon on the next podcast of The Student Loan Doctor, LLC. Have a great evening.